Some call me a sinner, some call me a saint. Sometimes I'm a winner, sometimes I ain't. Didn't wash everybody with Hello, film snobs. This is filmsnobs.com, your source for becoming a better film snob. I'm co-founder and contributor James Owen, coming to you live on tape from my undisclosed location in Columbia, Missouri. Uh, I've got got very special guests on the program today, so I'm going to jump right into it. Um, this is a uh, I've got the some folks behind a movie that I saw about a year and a half ago or so. Uh, at the St. Louis International Film Festival, uh, it is uh, it is a film. It is a documentary about. Um, it's not just about politics. It's about larger issues in America. It's also what I think is a pretty incredible historical document as well. Um, I have the producer and director of that film, Lance Kramer, the producer, Brandon Kramer, the director, and also uh, joining us is uh, one of the subjects, one of the people, folks featured in the film. Uh, which I should say, I'm not very good at this, guys. The movie's called The First Step. <laughs> uh, featured in The First Step is Louis L. Reed. He is a criminal justice reform advocate at the local, state, and federal level. He served uh, he served uh, time in federal prison. Now he's out trying to uh, make a difference in what is uh, often a very broken system. So, gentlemen, Lance, Brandon, Louis, thank you all for being here. Thanks for having us. Yeah, thank you. Really excited to talk to you. Yeah, great. So now uh, let's talk a little bit about the movie. Uh, the first step is the movie. This is a movie I saw. Again, uh, went to a film festival, kind of walked in cold on it. <laughs> Had no idea what it was about, except I knew it was about Van Jones. Uh, we'll get into that a little bit in a second. But it ends up being about much more and a, a really great film about politics, a really great film about uh, doing advocacy work. And so um, kind of explain, one of you can take the lead in kind of explaining what the film is about and what it uh, hopes to accomplish, what the documentary does. Sure, I could I could take that. And, and I'll say it's it's really an honor to be here talking with you, you know, a year and a half later. I was joking before the podcast that like when we met, I only saw, you know, the top half of your face because we were in masks uh, at yeah. that time, um, you know when it was just coming out of the initial lockdown and, yeah. uh, um, you know, meant a lot to us that you ventured out, especially at that time to see the film in person on the big screen. Um, and, uh, you know, we just really appreciated your response to the film and, and, and being a champion of it, um, means a lot for us. Uh, so, you know, the film, as you mentioned, it's a, a uh, story about Van and Lewis, Van Jones and Lewis uh, Reed, who's, who's with us today, and a coalition of advocates from the left and the right, famous people like Kim Kardashian and Representative Hakeem Jeffries, and also yep. some incredible grassroots leaders that maybe some folks have not heard of, like uh, Doug Copenhaver in West Virginia and Virgie Walker and Pete White in you know, in, in South Los Angeles, um, and just an amazing network of people who, um, you know, in a sense have been kind of bound together in the ways that the criminal justice system and also the inhumane way that addiction has been criminalized in this country, um, and um, ultimately bridged a lot of their differences to work on a solution, or at least the beginning of a solution to to, to try and end the uh, the horrors of the mass incarceration problem in this country. And so the film uh, really zeroes in on the fight to pass the First Step Act, which is, you know, for folks that are not familiar with it, was a landmark piece of federal legislation that passed the end of 2018. Um, its biggest accomplishment, and there are many, but its biggest accomplishment is now, Lewis can probably correct me on the stats on this, but I know it's at least 20,000 probably more than that, people have come home early. Uh, and are back with... Yeah, we're, okay, we're at 75,000 wow. today. Wow, yeah. that's 70, amazing. Okay. All right, my, my numbers were way off then. Uh, so I stand very corrected. Uh, you know, so it's 75,000 human beings who are home with their families, uh, who, you know, in many cases should have never been incarcerated in the first place. Um, and as a result of this 
uh, bill that was passed um, at the federal level have now been able to come home. And, uh, you know, the film is really a story about just what it takes, like on a personal level, on a policy level, um, on an organizing level to bridge these, you know, significant but still surmountable differences uh, to, to get something done, um, particularly, um, you know, <laughs> in Washington, D.C., uh, to, 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 to help people. And, and, and that's, you know, it's about a lot of things, but I guess that's, that's, that's how I describe it. And, and not just in Washington, D.C., but in Trump and the Washington, D.C. ran by President Donald Trump. Uh, Correct. <laughs> yeah. Which, I mean, you know, I mean, this is a guy who, you know, talks about executing <laughs> drug dealers. He's, he's talked about, he's taken out, uh, you know, ads in major newspapers. I mean, the whole Central Park Five basically calling for those young, innocent men to be executed. So it seems like it would be, he would not be the person you'd expect <laughs> uh, to to be a, a supporter of this, which is which is what is another interesting thing about this movie and, and how in, in looking at, at how that worked. Yeah, I mean, I think that that's, you know, one of the things that um, I imagine will surprise a lot of people was that this is a story about getting something done um, in what for a lot of advocates and just for a lot of people who even weren't working on the bill, but just were sitting back watching the country go in a direction that they did not like or were frankly very scared of, uh, did not expect something like this to happen. Um, and, and it took a tremendous amount of work um, people fighting at all costs, fighting for this bill at all costs. Um, and, uh, you know, there are compromises that were made, but also that's what it took to get something accomplished. That's how the process works. So it, um, I hope it's a kind of blueprint. It's not just a historical document from the past, but also a kind of blueprint for the future about what, uh, what kind of steps we can take to get things done, even when the circumstances are not what you want them to be, which they never are. No. So, um, I mean, I don't know, Brandon or Lewis, I don't know if you want to yeah, speak well, to yeah. that too. Yeah, well, the only thing that I was going to add is this. Um, I think that when we say compromises, oftentimes you know, from a grassroots perspective, we look at that as if that's a political cuss word. Uh, but in all actuality, in a place like Washington, D.C. and or in any state house, uh, or even at your local city hall, uh, there has to be compromises when you are negotiating with people. Um, yes. There has to be compromises in order to be able to find common ground. And interestingly, you know, uh, at the outset of the the segment when you talked about uh, then President Trump uh, just running his campaign on crime and carnage, uh, in in effect trying to resurrect uh, Willie Horton. Uh, trying to um, have a 2.0 version of Willie Horton, right? Um, I think that one of the things that the viewers in this film is going to take away with is common pain should lead to common purpose. When you look at the president's own family, um, those who were within his inner circle, uh, people who were not impervious to the criminal justice system, even when you look at post the First Step Act, uh, the, the then president now, uh, having several criminal investigations that are uh, that are being litigated, um, you know, people are not impervious to the criminal justice system. No matter how high um, your rank may be, no matter how many degrees um, than a thermometer you may have, um, or how many uh, zeros in your bank account you may have, you know, this is something that impacts seventy million people. And I think that this film is just a myopic. Uh, uh, production of how the criminal legal system actually impacts all Americans. Now, Lewis, I, I'll, I'll ask you this question. I, this is going to probably seem pretty remedial, but like for folks who are maybe looking at this movie, I mean, the the what was this the, the, this bill the the subject of this of this movie this criminal justice reform? Can you kind of speak to specifically the issue that you all? as far as advocates and kind of as a coalition we're trying to address with this. I mean, you know, it's a big subject, obviously, I understand that, but is there a specific issue like mandatory minimum sentences and things like that that you were trying to tackle? 
Yeah, that's a great question. Look, uh, I can tell you what was in the provision of the, uh, uh, what were some of the outlines in the bill. Uh, yeah. Number one, when the bill was passed, back in 2010, I should say, uh, before we even talk about the passage of the First Step Act eight years later, back in 2010, President Obama passed what was called the then Fair Sentencing Act. And as you may be familiar, uh, you know, crack cocaine uh, disparities disproportionately yeah. impact communities of color, black, brown, and poor white folks all across this country. Yeah. And so what they did was they um, uh, tried to balance the ratio from 100 to 1 uh, consequences, crack, crack versus power cocaine, down to 18 to 1. However, people got left behind in that, which means that it wasn't retroactive. So while I was incarcerated... I the people who uh, were incarcerated prior to 2010, they got no relief. So the mm -hmm. first, going back to the above with the First Step Act, the First Step Act came back and gave a lifeline to those individuals. Number one, it made that uh, 2010 bill retroactive in 2018. And so what you saw is people like Lonnie Jones, like Lyle Jones, two brothers who were from uh, Connecticut, who were serving life sentences, first time offenders serving life sentences, and they were doing 20 years on that life sentence. We saw people like those people free. Um, and the second thing that the First Step Act did, it prohibited the shackling of pregnant women Think about this. You, yeah. would, you would not think that it was necessary for an act of Congress <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Uh, to be prosecuted to, to, to stop pregnant women from being shackled while they're given birth. Yeah. But the, uh, the first yeah. Act, yeah, the First Step Act actually, you know, uh, prohibited that as well. The last thing is, um, in addition to other provisions that I won't bore our listening audience with, but programming as well. So what it did was it incentivized people who are incarcerated to actually take programming and give them the opportunity to have their uh, time uh, cut down as a result of uh, productive and rehabilitative programming. Wow. Well, that's that's a good summary. And I think that's an interesting. Yeah. That's, so that's so. So we're basically talking about this eight year period. Were you working on it that entire time? I was not working on it the entire time. And 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 we always laugh internally. Uh, I'll tell you a very quick, uh, interesting story. So the first time I met Van Jones, uh, I had a high degree of trepidation uh, in regard to the bill. Right. Not so much because I knew the specificities of the bill, but because publicly who the bill was associated with. It was associated with a White House uh, that, you know, by all public accounts were not favorable to the grassroots uh, community, specifically people who have been justice impacted. Right. And so uh, when I met Van that first time, uh, Lance and Brandon, you know, they always talk about how they wish they would have gotten that conversation on, on, on video. Right. Uh, <clears throat> because I had to be won over. Uh, quite frankly, <laughs> it, it, really, I had I had to, I had to be won over. And but when I sat down with Van and I sat down with Jessica and I sat down with Alex, and I heard their passion about what this bill could projectedly do. Um, and when I began to talk to people who were incarcerated, people who weren't on Twitter, people who were not on social media, yeah. uh, people who didn't care who was in the White House so long as they got out of the prison house and back home to their mama's house, that's all that mattered to them. And so slowly but surely, I was, uh, no pun intended, evangelized. <laughs> uh, to, uh, uh, play on word, uh, a word with Van. Uh, I was evangelized <laughs> and, and, and you see the progress. You see the progress and that progress for me began in the spring of approximately you know, 2018. Mm -hmm. And you know, for over the course of close to a year or so, uh, we fought like holy hell in order to make that bill um, pass through a Congress and ultimately to get it on POTUS's desk for it to be signed. Right, okay. Yeah, because I mean, you know, because like a lot of the film, I mean, we're talking about, when we talk about Van Jones, I mean, the, the, there's... Kind of the catalyst into the to, to this world is uh, Van Jones, a controversial guy, um, someone that I have as a clean energy advocate had some interaction with because he also has worked in that space as well. Um, he's 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 in the media. He's been on the media. I think when this um, when the narrative of this film kind of starts, he had gotten in trouble uh, on CNN for making comments about. Um, was it about white supremacy and about the Trump White House? I can't remember quite now what he said, but he did get in some trouble and um, not a likely person to, again, 
uh, be someone who can look at the Trump White House and say, oh, we want to work with them. <laughs> uh, but um, but so but so I kind of am wondering, I'll, I'll throw this to Lance or Brandon, like, you know, where you kind of meet up with him. Is it a part of this subject? Is it just for him? Like kind of where did that where did this idea that we're going to start documenting this come from? Where how did that where did that start up? But before we actually ask, um, I had talked sure. Brandon, Brandon and Lance, uh, and I, I do want to I do want to correct a you know a public notion about Van, uh, Van Van's public um, advocacy career extends back to thirty years. So he you know like he always says he wasn't born on a set of CNN. Uh, he began to close <laughs> you know juvenile super jails in the Bay Area you know fresh out of Yale Law School. Uh, and his uh, his uh, public advocacy career, you know, just kept elevating from there. Um, and I think that our internal notion that we adopted from Van was, if not us, who? Um, and, you know, there was a fierce urgency of now. And we had to strike. We had to go into the heart of the Death Star, so to speak. Uh, <laughs> and if, 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 if we didn't do it, then who was going to do it? If, if we didn't walk into a White House... Um, that you know seemed to be openly hostile um, towards the justice impacted community. Then who was? Right. Um, and we it was we, you lit, you know if if there was a, a subtitle to this film, I think that it would probably be Courage Under Fire, even though that's already been taken. <laughs> First yeah. step at Courage Under Fire, right? <laughs> because we, our courage would definitely under fire. But I'll defer to Lance and Brandon to talk about like the genesis of how Van mm -hmm. um, actually got involved in with the film. Sure. Yeah. Yeah, I can take that. Um... Van, so we met when Lance and I made our first film, City of Trees, Van was, you know, one of the leading experts on green jobs in the country. Mm -hmm. He was the green job czar in the Obama administration. And that first film of ours dealt with a, gr a green job training program. So Van came on as an executive producer on that film. We built a relationship wow. with him there. Then following that, in the lead up to the 2016 election, Van was on CNN having these fierce debates with Jeffrey Lord and other conservatives. Um, and we basically sat down with Van and we were, you know, came up with this idea of doing a web series, which we called The Messy Truth. And the idea was, you know, Van's in the CNN studio having these debates with conservatives that, you know, were very widely seen during that time in the lead up to Trump's election. And the idea with this series was, Let's get out of the studio. Let's go into people's homes and let's model how to have a conversation, a real conversation with real people outside mm -hmm. of sort of the confines of a studio environment. Right. So literally in one day, we went into the homes of Trump supporters in Gettysburg, Pennsylvania and filmed a web series, which is basically just talking across political divides in a civil way you know, sharing different views, opinions, getting heated, but also being constructive. That series went viral. It had a huge impact. Um, it was seen by over 5 million people. And basically when that series was over, when the 2016 election happened, uh, you know, Van basically turned to Lance and I and said, I'm going to spend the next four years doing everything I can to work across the aisle, engage with conservatives in power to get something done on this issue of criminal justice reform and the yeah. addiction crisis. And as filmmakers, you know, it's like Lance and I care deeply about the growing polarization and divisions in this country. As much as we care about criminal justice reform, addiction, green jobs, all these kind of things, nothing can happen unless there is some thawing of this divisiveness and some coming together. And so we felt, you know, Van was basically one of the few progressive leaders that was going to pursue a perilous path to engage with one of the most divisive administrations in American history to get something done for people who are incarcerated and impacted by the system. And we felt no matter what happens, whether it works, whether it doesn't work, the lessons learned from that experience would be an important historical document for the public to learn from. And so that was, you know, before Van knew Jared Kushner, before this bill existed, before he brought this coalition, before he helped bring this coalition together, among lots of other advocates. 
And then, you know, it's a cinema verite film. It's an observational doc. So that we basically, you know, that was 2016. We buckled our seatbelts and we were in the ride of our lifetime, basically, you know, following Van Lewis Jessica through the halls of the Senate and the House, Mm -hmm. conservative, progressive leaders. We were in and out of the Trump. What I never thought when Donald Trump was elected president of the United States that I would be in and out of that White House yeah. regularly with a camera filming with Jared Kushner, with Trump himself, with Kellyanne Conway. But then also the next day filming with Cory Booker, Bernie Sanders. I mean, it was grassroots leaders in West Virginia and L.A. It was as a filmmaker, I literally spent the last four years just with this intimate glimpse into this country, into finding a pathway forward um, at all levels of power from, from, you know, the grassroots to, uh, you know, the halls of Congress. It was an incredible experience. Well, and one of the things that was kind of just a little jaw dropping about the whole movie to me was, you know, we were, this is in, when I watched this in 2021, the Trump presidency had already kind of come and gone. Trump was still very much you know, Trump is very much an oversized personality you see everywhere, but like getting a glimpse in that White House is not something you saw a lot of. You saw, you heard like a lot of leaks and you heard a lot of like kind of palace intrigue and that sort of thing. But like your cameras, that's probably the most I'd ever heard Jared Kushner talk up to that point. And I kept thinking, how did they get this access? <laughs> it was, I mean, you know, it was, I mean, to me, I don't think I still have not seen uh, a film or a TV show where you've seen as much of the internal workings of that place as you did there. Um, because you hear all this stuff. It's like the place, it's chaotic. It's all these like kind of oversized personalities, but in the end, it's just people trying to work on a piece of legislation, which is what you see in every boring white house. Right. <laughs> So I'm just really interested in how you got that access. How do you get Jared Kushner on camera? Yeah, you know, it took a lot of work, but it wasn't as hard as you would think because there weren't that many people who were trying to tell a story that was about bipartisanship and working across the aisle with that administration. Right. Now, don't get me wrong. The film, if you watch the film, the film very vividly acknowledges all the horrible things that that administration did. So that's in there. It's a truth. It's a truth. When Van walked in the white in there, Lewis for us too, but we were following the story of this bill, which Jared Kushner was a lead advocate for inside the white house and outside of the white house. And so, you know, we, you know, I, when once Van started working with Jared, you know, like any documentary filmmaker off camera, you know, Van and Lewis and Jessica introduced me to Jared. Mm -hmm. I basically told him and the same thing with Kellyanne and other, and, you know, other staffers there, I basically told them, you know, we're telling a story about this effort to pass this bill. You're working on this effort. It's really important to me that the film very honestly captures all the different you know, not all, but a, a broad, diverse cross-section of the leaders that are working on this bill. You're one of those people. And I'd really like to include some of these conversations that, you know, you and Van are having to get this 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 thing over the finish line. You know, he was, you know, he felt good about the work that he was doing. And so, you know, you know, uh, let us capture some of those moments. And I think it's a really important thing. Um, it would, you know, it's difficult to, for some to watch a scene with these, with these individuals in a film who are doing something to advance a cause that actually helped people given all the harm that came out of this administration. But that discomfort is really, really important to sit with because these same people are, you know, they're the the same group of people are running half of this country. They're the same people in incredibly influential uh, places of power. And we need to sit with the discomfort of how do we find ways, despite all the different ways we disagree and we want to fight them on things, 
what are the ways that we can come together? And that discomfort, Lewis, Van, Jessica sat with tremendously. And I think it's an important takeaway that I'm hoping audiences get from watching the film. Um, you know, yeah, that's a, that's the hope. Well, it's complicated, right? Um, I mean, and like, I think that it's easy to like, whenever you're talking about partisanship and politics to like simplify and demonize certain people. And certainly in some cases they deserve it, but people are complicated. I mean, Jared Kushner is complicated. He, we were kind of alluded to earlier. He has personal experience with, you know, the carceral system with his dad. Um, and, and so, you know, he certainly felt like it seemed like it came across as a very sincere, um, sincere effort on his part in watching this movie. And, um, and, and keep in mind with him in the movie, he worked on the bill, you know, Rand Paul worked on the bill, Mike Lee from Republican from uh, Utah worked on the bill. We've been able to show this film, not just in progressive communities, but also conservative communities. So by telling a story about bipartisanship in an open and honest way, the film also now reaches not just the people who are, you know, bought into this issue, have been fighting this issue for, you know, uh, you know, decades, but also communities who are, you know, conservative communities who are new to this issue, who might not even known this is a, a cause that Republican leaders and activists care about as well. So, Lewis, I kind of, you know, since I have you here, I'm kind of interested about, like, what your initial thoughts were about being a subject and being part of a documentary. I mean, <laughs> a lot of the work you do is 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 working away quietly and, um, you know, having to, like, just, you know, the one-on-one -on -one meetings and that sort of thing. It doesn't get, it's not, it's not necessarily, like, real splashy work. So, what do you feel about, like, when there's a camera crew that shows up and says, hey, we want to document you? Yeah. Look, I, I think that um, it's one of those things where in the moment you don't realize how uh, momentous, uh, I think I said mom moment in, in a different way, but <laughs> yeah. I don't, I don't, I don't realize, I, don't, I think in the moment you don't realize how, how major of a movement you are creating. Um, and, but, but there's a sneaking suspicion that if we get this done, this is going to be something that is beyond um, anything that has been done in, our, done in our generation. And wow. so when you see a camera there, you don't necessarily see a camera there because all you see in front of you is the work. Um, and you see, you just happen to see uh, people who are documenting the work that you do. Um, and it's not like, hey, every time we walk into a state house, every time we walk into a city hall, every time we walk into um, you know, down the halls of power that, you know, we, we have cameras around us all the time, right? Like in this moment, in that moment, we just felt that we were part of a movement if we were able to get that done and we were able to get that done. And let me, you know, just point to personal privilege for a second to brag on ourselves and, and the entire um, team. Um, people right. such as David Safavian um, from the American Conservative Union. Um, these are all grassroots organizers who contributed to the entire, you know, gestalt of, of what it is that we did. Um, people, David Safavian, Topeka K. Sam, um, you're talking about people like Mary Kay Holmes, um, you're talking about people like Britton uh, Smith. Um, I mean, like there, and I know I'm going to be Shaka Senghor, uh, Brittany K. Barnett, like, you know, we, I'm, I'm going to be remiss not to mention um, everyone, right? Brett Tolman, right. et cetera. But look, the First Step Act is the only bill, I, I just pause for uh, dramatic effect. The First Step Act is the only bill, only criminal justice reform bill that is literally unimpeachable. It has been passed by Congress. It has been signed off by white, the White House, and as of June of this year, of last year, uh, it has been affirmed by the United States Supreme Court. So all oh. three, all three branches of government, all three branches of government has actually endorsed the First Step Act, which is the only criminal justice reform bill in the history of the United States of America that has that distinction. Wow. I don't think I realized about it being litigated in the courts. I, I Everything is. I guess I shouldn't be surprised by that. But that's an interesting coda, isn't it, that it got affirmed by all of that? Yep. Yeah. Yeah. And, 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 and look, um, that's that's the, the continual um, uh, byproduct 
of how awesome that this bill is. It's 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 one thing when you can sit at the table with a family uh, who got their loved one home. People are still being released under the First Step Act. Let's be clear, right? Like there's an extension of of the First Step Act. You know, people are being released through compassionate release, which came was born out of the First Step Act, et cetera. Right? It's one thing when you can sit down with a family and you can see them have their first meal with their with their loved ones. Uh, who was incarcerated for the first time, right? Like that's something, but it's also something to know that the work that we did cannot be assaulted uh, by any any branch of government. I, I think that that's a testament to our heart, to our spirit um, and, and to our resolve. I, I just want to chime in on one thing, just, just James, following up with what you just said about filming yeah. with Lewis, because I, I think it's like, what we were able to figure out with Lewis Mann and Jessica, I think is very, very unique and doesn't happen very often. They were advocating for a major piece of legislation. They were walking a high wire act at the highest levels of government. Us following them around with cameras only made their life way more complicated. <laughs> Uh, you know, it, 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 they had to, they had to be really careful because, because you know, it, it may, it was like, people would say, oh, are you just doing this for CNN? Is this just for yeah. show? Oh, you don't actually care about these issues. So what we were, what we were able to do through a process of really, you know, building a close trusting relationship with them is, you know, we'd be following them around and then, you know, they would go into a meeting and here, my goal is to, you know, I, I want the public the audiences to be able to see what does it actually look like for a bill to be passed? Yeah. So talk about these things. And they're like, you know, it's like it's, it's actually a document. It has words on it. And the way that document has the words on it that impact those 75,000 people's lives is people like Lewis walk into rooms and convince people of the importance of those words. And I wanted and Lance wanted to humanize that journey. And so what happens is those meetings are happening. And then, you know, Lewis and Van and Jessica, they're going in, they're starting the meeting, they're doing the work. And then they are like, hey, you know, these guys are making a film. Would it be okay if they get a few minutes of, and then be like, all right, okay, they can come in for a few minutes. Then we bring the camera in. Every single time we came out on a shoot, we didn't know if we would get access or not. Because you're talking about senators, you're talking about White House staffers. We would come in, we'd capture the scene, you know, we'd let it unfold. And then, you know, so I think what you guys, Lewis and Jessica and Van, what you guys were able to accomplish was groundbreaking. I think there's a groundbreaking element to the film as well in that you don't see these kind of processes take part on camera. You know, typically it's somebody in an interview telling you about what happened. You don't get in those rooms. So there are a lot there are a lot of outtakes. Um, maybe maybe when when the, when the film goes to a streaming platform, there might be some bonus uh, directors uh, directors cut. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because I yeah, because I mean, like, really, it is. I think you hear people talk, when they talk about politics, they're like, why don't they just pass a bill? Why doesn't someone just fix this problem? And, you know, I. When when I first started talking to all to the to the to the brothers here about um about their movie, um and you know I don't I I work on state level stuff and that's pretty hard to do. Uh, it's impossible to almost get any piece of legislation involved. Since then, I've been work I had worked with a coalition of people on a very narrow part of the Inflation Reduction Act, and it is it is just comes across to me after having watched this movie and after having experiences myself, it is a miracle. Anything gets done because of all the competing interests, because of all the competing ideologies and philosophies. And then it's not bad. I mean, I think a lot of people say like, Oh, it's just gridlock. I mean, it feels like a process that is meant to be slow and deliberate, which is hard for people to understand because there are urgent problems like those 75,000 people who are released out of prison for crimes that we've already determined were unfair and disparate shouldn't be sitting there any longer just because the process is hard, but it is. Any, anyone have any comments about that? Look, I, I think I think that you captured it. <laughs> uh, you, you can't put a PS on that, right? Like you captured it, like, you know, politics 
um, should not be as complicated. It should be as convoluted as it is. But mm -hmm. unfortunately, you know, it is. And so when you have um, advocates who just refuse to give up, yeah. um, when you have people who are saying like, hey, these are not numbers. These are not constituents. These are people. Look, we talked about the 75,000 people who got released. You know how many families are represented in that 75,000 number? Oh, man, yeah. Right? You know how many you know how many millions of years of human freedom are restored back into our community? Yeah. As a result of this bill being passed, as a result of, you know, our tireless effort, it's it's a it's it's the compound effect. And so these are not numbers. These are not constituents. These are not a graph that's on a chart. These are actually real lives um, who people are advocating for. And I'm just happy that, again, this film captured a, a microcosm of the blood, sweat, and tears that we put into uh, trying to get this bill passed. And, and, and we were successful at doing so. Yeah. And it's emotional. That's the other, yeah. like... I mean, the thing that I think draw people into the film and what drew me into your life, Lewis, and the work is like, stuff is emotional. Mm -hmm. Like what you guys did, you know, seeing, seeing Van, you know, you know, you know, walk into the Trump White House and try to convince them to advance this provision on the bill, walk out of there, get slammed on social media, <laughs> you know, his mom is dying, you know, re you got real life going on at the same time. You're getting hit on both yeah. sides. This stuff is really, really tough. And I think the beauty of cinema, the beauty of film is you get to see the complexity of these emotions, you know, being played out in real time on screen raw. And, you know, the hope is that audiences can leave with, you know, feeling reflecting on their own leadership, their own advocacy, the way they show up in their communities and their lives, not, not to pass a federal bill necessarily, but <laughs> the way they maybe work with neighbors, the way they, you know, engage with folks in their PTA board. It, it's, it's at the end of the day, the film is really a story about building human relationships and the fragility and also the strength of those relationships. Yeah. And, and speaking to Brandon's point about it being like just emotionally hard, um, the backstory uh, of just personally of how we got that film passed, um, not the film passed, how we got the bill passed. Yeah. Um, there were three things that were going on with us simultaneously. Van was losing his mother. Yeah. Um, he was, you know, she was fighting for her life as we are fighting for the First Step Act. Uh, Jessica was fighting to keep her marriage together while we were fighting for the First Step Act. I had just lost my grandmother um, a few months, a month or so prior to joining the team. And at the time that I'm fighting for the freedom of other people, I was literally leaving the Connecticut courtroom because I had been arrested in part for child support arrears that accrued while I was incarcerated. Oh, so I'm leaving, I'm leaving a Connecticut courtroom at the time to jump on a train to go down to DC to fight for the freedom of other people while my freedom is, is suspended, yeah. right? And yeah. so when you're talking about that compounded with the politics compounded with right. all the other things. Um, it, it is a very, 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 it was a very emotional process. Yeah. Cause I mean, you know, your cause is also your job and your job, you know, and people have their lives outside of their job. Another thing that was, that personally resonated with me was all the stuff with Van Jones and his mom. I just lost my dad when this, when I saw this movie. And so I was thinking about like having to be a lobbyist and do all this work and having to deal with that. And, you know, the pressure of, you know, literally <laughs> when you think about what's at stake about the things you're fighting for, um, you know, I think about climate issues, you all are thinking about these these neighborhoods and families that are tore apart and need to be, you know, need to start that process of being put back together again. Man, it just it just has got a weight that you carry around all the time uh, because you're like, well, if I, you know, most people do their job, they go home and they don't have to think about it. But you know, when you think about the job an advocate does and the job they do, that's a that's a life. That's not just a that's not just punch of the clock. I mean, that's a that's a, another thing that I think really was impactful about this movie. Yeah, and I, and I think that the movie, you know, it 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 
it demonstrates that it captures um, the heart, it captures lives, um, it captures our lives, um, and it, it captures the struggle of what it was in order to be able to, um, you know, fight on behalf of other people. Yeah. And I mean, as we've, we've talked about the compromises made to, to get to this point where we can, where this, where this bill could get passed, there's still more to do. Um, and I know that there's, I mean, I, I'm in the state house here in Missouri, and I know that there's criminal justice reform being talked about there all the time. Um, you know, so it's not just happening at the federal level. It's happening in 50 states. It's happening in Washington, D.C. It's happening everywhere you go. Um, and it just, you sometimes sit there and think, well, can this ever get solved? <laughs> but, you know, ultimately, I think that whatever you're doing, it's like if you can, if you do one thing, moving in a, a common direction that you will get that you just got to keep doing that one thing until you get a bigger thing. Not very articulate, but that's how I'm going to put it. <laughs> yeah. And, the, and, you know, and there, you know, the ripples of that one thing, you know, it's Lewis is talking about all the families that those people re were reunited. One of the things I am most fascinated by is after that bill passed, you know, Donald Trump ran a Super Bowl ad on mm -hmm. his leadership on criminal justice reform. Yeah. A lot of people were angry about that Super Bowl ad. But, you know, I was I think I was probably with you, Lewis, around that time and definitely with Van. You guys were thrilled that he was running that Super Bowl ad because basically you had the leader of the conserv the half, you know, half of the country or I mean, not half, but a big part of the country, the leader of the free world, who has historically been horrible on this issue, basically saying to every other conservative, this is an issue that is safe for Republicans to work on. And that the impact of not just that ad, but Trump signing that ad led to Republican governors and Republican legislatures yeah. advancing criminal justice reform in red states that had not done that kind of work up until that time. So it wasn't just the 75,000 people. It's that you guys, you know, made this issue safe for a lot of Republicans. Now that's being threatened, I think, right now in certain key ways, um, yeah. which is which is something, you know, to I think the coalition and the and the movement to maintain bipartisanship on this issue is fragile and requires constant work. Um, which is why I know Lewis, you're doing your work in you know different states all across the country. We've been taking the film to different states across the country because we want to remind people, like, look what happened when right and left came together. The impact, of the, the you know, giving this away, but the last scene of the film is you're seeing people reunited with their families, and yeah. we want to remind people on both sides of the aisle the power of uh, of coming together, especially at a time where. You know, that becomes increasingly fraud and increasingly, uh, you know, a bad thing in this country to think about working with the other side. Yeah, man, I think about that ad now because I remember thinking like, maybe this is going to be a different campaign for Trump, his reelection. And, and then that, you know, that ad, you know, it was also right before my Kansas City Chiefs won the Super Bowl that year. Then, like, you know, you don't even think about that anymore because a month later, COVID hits, right? <laughs> And then that campaign completely changes and the world and our country and our world completely changed. And then you during all of that, you had what happened to George Floyd and how that changed this conversation and how that's still changing the conversation. I mean, it is one of those things that just it, you look at the insanity of the past three years since I, I, now you mentioned that, Adam, just thinking about this now and I was thinking about like how good of an ad was. But then everyone, it just, like everything changed. And also- The ad just, was a contradiction. Was... It was a contradiction, yeah. which is what, which was what was so interesting and so powerful about that ad was right. that it was like everything you mentioned at the top of this segment, James, about all the horrible things he did. And here he is yeah. saying, look, I brought Alice Marie Johnson home. Like, yeah, it was a great bit of, of I really thought it was a great bit of politics. Um, but then it didn't. But then, you know, obviously the campaign, you wonder what kind of campaign that would have led to if nothing else had happened as far as COVID goes. But um, I mean, you could you could be going down that rabbit hole for a while. But 
um, guys, this has been great. Um, I want to talk about like how people can, I mean, we've talked about this movie. I've kind of talked about what, you know, Lewis's role and about Van Jones and everything else, but like, this is coming out now, even though we, it was, it, it hit the festival circuit for a while, which again, I could have done a whole podcast about how the festival circuit works versus getting a distribution. And I'm sure you don't want to relive all that right now, but uh <laughs> like where can we watch this movie because i'm sitting here listening to us talk about the white house and about van jones and about lewis and about all these like things that have happened i'm like i forgot how much this is movie is better than i remember <laughs> so uh, and i loved it so tell me like so talk talk to us about where they can watch this movie where can we watch this movie yeah it's been um i mean it's been a long journey that's to put it lightly, not yeah. just to pass the bill, but also really to um, just bring the movie into the world. Um, both because of COVID, because the movie kind of came out, like you said, smack in the middle of COVID. And also just the political situation does not bode favorably for a film like this to just kind of easily slot into the spaces that exist. Sure. Yeah. So um, we could have a whole long conversation about that, but Suffice to say that, you know, we took the film since it premiered at Tribeca to about 40 film festivals in over 30 states in person. Yeah. Lewis was at a lot of them. Yeah. Um, and uh, did about two dozen more impact-focused screenings as well during that time in prisons, reentry programs, colleges, universities, churches. Uh, a lot of spaces outside of festivals. And that all informed those 65 or 70 screenings informed our approach for then bringing the film out to theaters, which is what's about to happen in a couple of weeks, starting February 17th, um, yeah. where in a sense, it'll look a little bit like a traditional theatrical release. It's gonna open in New York, then it'll open in DC, we'll open in LA, then it'll be in 20, at least 20 other cities. Um, in movie theaters. So right. it'll look in a sense like a maybe a familiar movie release, but then also what's happening under the hood is that every single one of those screenings is being programmed in partnership with different organizations, some national like reform and dream.org, and then a bunch of grassroots local community and state level uh, organizations, most of whom are run by just Im impacted people. Uh, um, to uh, host and participate in conversations after the film um, about the work that they're doing in each of these regions and how things you saw on the screen play out at the federal level relate back to, you know, fights that are happening in, their, in, in everyone's backyards. And our hope is that um, through going to these screenings, people can learn about leadership that's happening at their local level and how to plug into, into those efforts. Mm. Um, yeah. It'll be in, you know, if people go to the website, thefirststep.com um, or First Step Film, uh, they can find out uh, if there's a screening close to them. Um, and then if there's not, they do one of two things. They can reach out to us and we could try to get the film to their city, to your city. Or um, at the end of March, we'll have, we'll be dropping some news about how people can see the film on video on demand from home. So um, there'll be ample options uh, for, for ways to see it. I definitely suggest coming to a theater if you can see it in person, because it's really, you know, as you know, from having seen it on the big screen, I think it's a different experience, not just to experience the movie, but also just to meet other people and be in space, uh, you know, with people you know or don't know and just, yeah. just be able to connect in that way. But uh, if you can't make it, there'll also be a yeah. way to see it at home. Well, I mean, and I know I've just been heaping, I mean, like I've seen a lot of badly made documentaries. <laughs> that are still really good this is like a very cinematic documentary like i think it works well on a big screen it doesn't look like just a a tv documentary it looks like a it's very filmic um and i don't know if that's because you have like you know very large characters in it um or that you just your scope works for that but like i do think it is a documentary that does work well on a big screen um and I'm, I'm sorry, Lewis had to leave because I was wanting him to, to promote his stuff too. First of all, it is firststepfilm.com, which is where your, uh, where, which is your website. Um, and Lewis Reed, 
I, I'm, I'm, I'm back. I, oh, you're I, back. Yeah. Hi. <laughs> okay. I was wanting to see what you needed to plug. I know you've got a website where you can do bookings and appearances and that sort of thing. Yeah. Look, uh, if you want to get in contact with me, you can follow me on any social media site uh, at Lewis L. Reed. Uh, I'm on Instagram. Just type in Lewis, L-O-U-I-S, the letter L-R-E-E-D, Twitter. Uh, I'll even resurrect MySpace, even though I was in pr uh, federal prison during MySpace, but I'll, I'll resurrect the MySpace if you want to connect with me. Um, and for more information, if you want to book me, um, and if you want, you know, no stay apprised of what I have going on, you can just go to lewislreed.org. Got it. Anything in particular you're working on now, like any like focus, like what, like a state or like a particular bill or anything like that? Look, you know, what's in my immediate purview, I can tell you is a national clean slate initiative. Um, in effect, that would um, expunge uh, the criminal histories of people um, automatically by statute after a certain period of time. Um, because according to the American Bar Association, there are more than 46,000 collateral consequences to one felony conviction. Um, and so we need to reduce those barriers if we are going to increase um, pro-social behaviors for people who are justice impacted. Oh, that's interesting. Yeah, no, that's good. Okay. No, that's good. So you, you so there's... Uh, is there any like is there like any national campaign on that or anything that you can follow? Well, that no, uh, not as as of now, but that that's okay. to to be to be determined. Follow you on social media to learn more in the future. That's correct. Okay, good. Okay, <laughs> great. Um, so yeah, so I again go see this movie. I, I think this movie is great. I love this movie. Uh, it is a movie about politics it is a movie about criminal justice reform it is very much a movie about america in our current state which is not easy to capture <laughs> in a movie and i think it's just, i think it's just a great i think it's a great flick uh lance and brandon kramer thank you for making it thank you for being on here um thanks so much james really appreciate thanks. having this thoughtful conversation yeah yeah and, really appreciate it james thank you so much yeah and lewis keep up your great work as well um i know what you do is not easy, um, and uh, but it, it is necessary work. So I, uh, my hat's off to you for doing it. Thank you so much. Yeah. And thank you all for listening. If you like what you heard, subscribe to us on Apple or, uh, or on Spotify. Uh, leave a review. Share this on your social media posts. And more importantly, in, in terms of this podcast, if you're hearing it, which will try to put this out in the next week or two, try to talk to your local theater about booking this movie because I'm, I'm telling you, you want to watch this. Um, on behalf of Film Snobs, this is James Owen just asking you to take care of yourselves and each other until we talk again. Thanks. Some call me a sinner. Some call me a saint. Sometimes I'm a winner. Sometimes I ain't. Well, God didn't wash everybody with the same color paint. And sunlight won't fade this black until it's dull and it's faint Well, I know there's a purpose hidden under the surface And all my life I 